Hey everyone, and welcome to the episode of the Grindline Podcast. You're listening to episode 155. I've got Ryan with me here tonight. No Tyler. How you doing tonight, Ryan? I'm kind of cold. Kind of that. It's brutal outside. Windy. It's super brutal it's, outside. It's officially it's officially winter, and it's dumb. Those are the two things that it is: winter and dumb. But no, it's. <laughs> I mean, as I said, it's like, why is it so windy outside? It sounds like my house is going to blow over. Right. I've just been oh. glad that we haven't lost power, so I'll take that. Do you lose power often? You shouldn't. Not not in the new house. At the old house, we did all the time, it seemed like, because I think we were on a different transformer, or at least part of the grid. And our apartment would lose power quite often before we moved into the house. So, But for some reason, here is okay. Yeah, I lived in Sterling Heights, and the subdivision I lived in was built in like the 60s. And mm-hmm. it could be a partly cloudy day with a light breeze and we would lose power. So <laughs> <laughs> we do have Red Wing stuff to talk about. I mean, Finally. most. Yeah. So hockey's back and it's moving along and the Red Wings lost some really bad games. And then they just demolished the San Jose Sharks. Questionable calls in that game. And there was an interesting decision. Uh, mildly. <laughs> there was an interesting decision also made in that game. That I'm not too fond of. Ryan has a little I'm bit of a different take on it. But I think we want to recap the the three games since we've been off. And I mean, with with Washington and Boston, Washington wasn't a terrible game. Uh we seemed lost. like it was I, I couldn't watch either of them, but it seemed like they were playing well up until Ovechkin woke up. We were, yeah. Ovi decided that hockey was the game he was playing. <laughs> and just scored some goals. I mean, they got empty netter. It was three to one. The The Red Wings overall look, I mean, they stacked up against the Caps. I mean, they the Caps played them pretty well this year, but they just haven't been able to finish it. Yeah, they haven't closed it out. Uh, the Caps had some injuries. Um, they had some guys coming back from COVID. When I checked, there were seven guys out, but they switched the protocol to five days instead of 10, got some guys back. Okay. So they, they were Good. I mean, they're the Washington Capitals. They're going to be good, at least for the next few years, a couple right. years. Yeah. But the Red as, Wings... As long as Ovechkin is wearing a Capitals jersey, they're going to yeah. be a decent team. The only way they're not is if their incomplete lineup is destroyed by injuries. Anyways, continue. I'm sorry, Greg. They, the Red Wings were able <laughs> to keep pace with them, which is the important part. It's the remaining competitive portion of it. And then it kind of got away from them. So what what you notice in that game is kind of what we've noticed all along is that we need depth scoring like bad. Uh-huh. Uh, if if the top line and I mean even the second lines that we need at least some chip in from the third and fourth line. I'm gonna remember that comment here when we talk uh, on another subject. Yeah. So the depth scoring is is the big part. Uh, that game we had goals from. Uh, our only goal scored was Pia Suter. He's on a tear right now, which is really good to see. He is fun to watch. Um, but again, that's a second line player scoring a goal. Yeah. We need goals down the lineup. We need someone like a Joe Valeno to come on and heat up and start scoring some goals. I mean, but the other guys you're looking at, uh, um, Michael Rasmussen on the third line right now, he needs to put some in the net. Uh, Vlad Mestikov, I think he's playing on the second now. He's cooled off a little bit. So there's, we need more production past. We know what Larkin, Raymond, and Bertuzzi are good for on most nights. Mm-hmm. We now know that the second line, Robbie Fabry, uh, Pia Suter now, 
those are guys that are going to come in and they're going to be able to chip in every couple of nights, every few nights. We need the third and fourth line to do something. And it's get something in the net because we can't just be winning these games. Now, now granted, the Sharks game's a completely different story, but we can't go like into Boston and, and score one goal. We can't play Washington and score one goal. Something yeah, else they has did, to happen. They did to the Sharks what you would expect them to do to the Sharks. Oh, sure. The Sharks it's are doing awful. something like that to a Caps or a Bruins team, which obviously did not happen. And the Bruins did that to us. Yeah. In, in the midst of all that. Yeah. I, we had a, some guy on Twitter was talking to us and are responding to us because I put something out and some random with no picture responded with Red Wings still suck. And, and, and the other, and someone else responded with, but they beat the Sharks. And I don't know if he put Sharks on accident, but that's what I'm going to call the Sharks from now on. <laughs> okay, the Sharks. Yeah, the Sharks. Like you need to get a shirt for that. The San Jose Sharks. Uh, <laughs> and it rolls right off the tongue. It's great. It really does. Uh, but it was a bad, it was a good game against Washington, and it was just a horrible game against Boston. And it's that's like, a game I'm really happy I missed. Well, it seems like once they let one in, I, I like I, I saw the first goal by Boston and I went and did mm-hmm. something and I come back and it's three to one and then it's four to one. And I'm like, you know what's okay. upsetting about both those games too, is we scored first and then it was sure. just over. Yeah. But, but what was upsetting? I shouldn't say over, but it was just, they didn't do anything after that first goal. I guess what upset me about the Boston game is that they let the goal that was scored against them get to them and they had no Which one the Boston game. They had no, no, which back. goal? I'm sorry. The first one, even. Oh, Bergeron's first goal. The, it's the it's goal. like, and the, well, the Bergeron one was okay. So the first goal was a little bit earlier. Maybe it was a second yeah. goal. And then they scored the third one real quick right after. So it's like, there was no fight back against that. And then well, they ended no. up losing five to one. First period. So Detroit scored first. Bergeron scored not even three minutes later. And then, only Halla scored in the second, but then five, six minutes into the third, McAvoy scored. They scored three goals within four and a half minutes. Yeah. And that's the problem. Um, they just, it, they let it get to them and they piled mm-hmm. on. And that game was, was lost real quick in the third period. And For those, oh, that wasn't a back to back either. That's surprising. No. And it's a bad, I mean, that's, that right there, I consider a bad loss. Yeah. I don't consider the, the Caps loss a bad loss. You, you're, the Boston team was limping. They didn't have Brad Marchand. Oh, no, they did have Brad Marchand. He got in a fight with Nemesikov. And But, I mean, it's the Boston Bruins have not been fantastic this season. And mm-hmm. they've had some injury issues and they've had some COVID problems. But that's besides the point. That is a team, if you could keep up with someone, especially one in your division, who has like six games in hand on you. Um, that's a game you needed to win or you at least needed to keep it at least needed to keep it close. And they didn't do either. They've got, I'm going through hockey reference right now. They have a lot, a lot of goals, Whew. 12 games where they've allowed five goals or more. I'd have to go back and see if there's any correlation between the lost guys to Boston being twice, out. five to one. Yeah. I'd have to go back and see if there is any, like top guys being out during those games or what the deal is. I know we 
we were hamstrung on defense for a few games where just everyone was gone. I mean, right. we're playing Dan enough. So the Boston yeah, I mean, game, I, bad. Most of the games against Boston that we've lost poorly like that, we've we've been good on the roster. The, the game that we beat them, they were shorthanded, but I think it was only with Marshand. And that's the one that we won two to one in Boston. So we were it's talking really, about how much of a piece of shit Brad Marshawn is. I mean, <laughs> we could go on. We could have all that said about that. I, I'd have to come up with a clever title, but I'm glad that he got beat in a fight by Vladislav Nemestikov. He probably said something else about Russia. Oh, bro, yeah, that's it. That's a good point. I didn't think well, about this, that. The same reason Panarin threw his glove. Vlad, Vlad was uh, going after him in response to Panarin. Could be protecting his his brother. Stick up for his countrymen. Uh-huh. Um, but the Boston loss was a bad loss, and that, I'll just chalk it up to bad loss. And then it's we worth two because they were home. Yeah, and we don't lose that bad at loss. home. No, we are real good at home normally. Let's see, what's uh, their worst home loss so far of the year? Now I'm intrigued. Let's they see. They lost we to the Preds five to two. They've lost. They've been shut out by the Caps before. Again, two nothing. That's about it, though, right? Probably their uh, worst loss. Calgary six. was a three well, nothing shutout. But opening I mean, night was seven opener. to six. They allowed seven goals, but that was at least a good game. Like it was in terms of back not good games. Like you can, it's a handful. Calgary for sure. I can't even say that two nothing loss to Washington was a bad game because if you're holding no. the Caps to two goals, that's pretty damn good. But just not scoring. I would say this but, Boston game or that Predators game. Are our worst two losses at home. I, I think that would be fair. Yeah. Um, but, but then we they made up for it last night. Yeah. Yeah. We absolutely trounced the fucking San Jose Sharks. It was two two shorthanded goals within like two minutes. <laughs> they had a first shorties in a hundred games. Now it was fantastic because they were talking about that throughout the entire broadcast up until that point. Now we have to talk about what led to this. Which I don't know. Giovanni uh, Smith was going at it with one of the Sharks players. Since Middleton is that his name? I don't know. I don't care enough to know. Then okay. probably about the beginning of the game, like, it was Middleton. I got the penalty summary it's right here. He picks a number and he goes for him. I think that's Pretty what much. happens. And they were going back and forth, and it was fine. And then Smith uh, Middleton gets the puck on the wall in the corner, and Smith. Uh, did what they called what they call boarding. He got a five minute major in a game misconduct for boarding. Boarding in a game in a 10. Yep. Sure. But what I'm looking at is, is <laughs> I go back and look at it no. and I'm like, okay, the, it looked like the principal point of contact was his shoulder. Let's just take a, a stroll down memory lane to some of the Red Wings players that have been actually boarded to have no call. And cross-checked, you know, like, like into the board. Or cross-checked into the boards, face first. Nemestikov. None of all of those hits combined didn't even remotely come close to what he did to this guy. And it's a fucking embarrassment. Giovanni Smith and let it, up. He let up it, on that hit. Well, it, what angers me, and it, it's really hard. You, you can describe it pretty well. Like, it's... Obviously, when two guys are going to the boards, usually yep. you think that one it's going to be nut to butt pretty much. There's always a guy coming yep. in to hit, make that hit from the his front side going into the back of a guy. That's usually what you think is going to be for a boarding call. Yep. Not the guy taking the hit, turning himself sideways, knowing the player's coming, said player coming in at him, turning himself sideways, 
all of their skates are parallel going sideways into the boards. Yeah. And they called it boarding because he took the brunt of it and he ended up getting his shoulder turned and shoved into the boards because of the momentum of the, the fucking hit. Yeah. So Middleton was going to get the puck in the corner. Um, saw Smith. Okay. So Middleton saw Smith coming. He turned. Are you, you re watching it right now? No, no. I, I remember exactly what happened because I watched it eight times to try to figure out how he got a game misconduct. I still don't know. Oh, hey, what do you know? It popped up on my screen right now as I'm fucking doing it. So he's getting the puck. He turned. He sees Smith coming. He turns. So his back mm-hmm. is to Smith. Smith goes, uh oh, starts letting up. I'm pretty sure the principal point of contact was his shoulder. It was. It was this. Is basically they went hip to hip. Yep. I'm watching it on Red Wings fan page on Instagram. Hip to hip. Now you could argue that Giovanni Smith's elbow got high. That's what happened. So Smith, in the middle of hitting him, his arm kind of went up, and his elbow hit Middleton in the chin. I don't know if his elbow does catch the chin. I mean, the angle I'm looking at it's hard to tell here. So I'd have to actually see a top down. It's the one along the, on the boards that I'm watching. Yep. You see Middleton's head hit the boards sure. and you see Giovanni Smith go through his shoulder with his, uh, his shoulder and elbow. Yep. But that's about the extent of what you could say was even air quote malicious. Yeah. And what pissed me off more about it is they reviewed it. They reviewed yeah. it and you look and at it. People, from- it was fucking West Macaulay. <laughs> All the angles that you have and you look at that and you still call it five in a game misconduct. I could see maybe a two minute for elbowing. Elbowing is a two minute penalty. I think the only one you could really even go for is maybe a two minute boarding call. But I still think that would be bullshit because not even a few minutes before that, maybe five minutes. I think it was uh, Adam Ernie did the exact same thing to a guy. And there was no call. I just, I think someone else brought it up. When these things happen, but make it fucking consistent. Someone else brought it up and they're like, well, maybe they just because they noticed that Middleton and Smith were going at it throughout the game that they just tried get to that. stop it. OK, sure. Then just call the uh, call it a two. Call it an call actual it a, penalty or something. Just, yeah, sure. Call it's, it it's one thing when the guy comes into him, like when fucking Larkin got hit into the boards, yep. he got pissed off. I mean, take that as you will, how bad it was actually it. But again, adrenaline, it was nothing like that. He didn't no. square up on him from the fucking between the numbers. They both turned. He hit him like any other person would typically do in that situation. And I think the biggest thing, again, is that Middleton's head, you watch it in the replay, from the, especially from along the boards, it goes right into the, into, into the glass. But it, so, but it has to go into the glass from the, just the sheer force of the hit. Like, I could understand if Smith, like, drove his well, head into the glass. It, That's not what happened. No, yeah. And, it, and what's dumb, even dumber is that you can tell that he's trying to, like, brace himself for the hit he knows it's coming he turns he turned and made himself more vulnerable mm-hmm. that's what happened and i just can't believe they reviewed it and then let that call stand well you watch it the ref's arm never even goes up no the ref who's right there he's Literally. not even the one that calls it no so i they called it on the review it doesn't to me it made no sense but again <sighs> it didn't matter because we thankfully scored. it didn't matter Two shorthanded goals on the five-minute major, and it was amazing. And the Sharks, I mean, the Sharks tried to come back. They made it a two to two. They scored two goals, and it was a six to two game. It was a good game. It was a game they needed after a bad loss to Boston. 
The next game, they go to, they're on a road trip, California road trip. They play the Ducks, they play the Kings, and they play the Sharks again on the 11th. Mm -hmm. So we'll see what happens there. The Ducks have been a lot better than expected this season. The Kings are the Kings so far. And San Jose, again, is a a bottom-ish team. Yeah, I don't know what's going on there. Well, I can't even really say that they're bottom-ish because they've got their 17, 16, and 1. So right now we are We're one 16, point out of the wild card. And three. But we are we have several games in hand. We're way behind. And then San Jose, they are fifth in the wild card right now. They're, we're tied with them in points. Yeah. So and we've got same amount of games. Yep. Both have 34 games. So we are, and like we've said before, we are overachieving currently uh with what totally. we are doing. And I would say maybe San Jose is also overachieving with what they're doing. They need to make some moves in the off season, especially to improve their offense. Um, but it's uh, Thomas hurdle. Can't carry that team. That's, that's not going to happen. No, but I will say on the Thomas hurdle thing though, uh, Mario in all his wisdom made it. He's a free agent. Thomas hurdle this off season. He sure is. That'd be something. Sure. Okay, so do you want to talk about the Red Wings possibly getting Thomas Hurdle and who you have to move out of the top six to give Thomas Hurdle a spot? Don't care. Well, if your top line's Larkin, Bertuzzi, Raymond, and your second line is Verana, Suter... Move Fabry down. Okay. Well, I guess that's... That's what you'd have to do. Well, the second... Who's the second line right now? It's Fabry, Suter... I don't even know. Fabry, Suter, and who? Uh, it was Rasmussen. No, it was not. Last night? Was it really? Yeah, because he was out there with Suter. Hold on, let's go to the daily faceoff. They've got the daily long line <laughs> combos. Yeah, Raz, Suter, and Fabry last night. Oh, okay. Then you could insert Thomas Hurdle on the second line and not have any <laughs> issues. Move Fabry down to the third, which is probably where Fabry should be playing because he'd score a lot more goals on the third line. Well, then your third line, you can turn that into Rasmussen, Zadina, and Fabry. Well, we'll talk about that in a minute. But Ooh. your third line, well, your third line could be, and you could move Rass back to wing, or you can move Joe Valeno back to wing. Mm-hmm. And then your third line is Fabry, Rasmussen, Valeno, in whatever order you want to put Valeno and Rasmussen. Mm-hmm. Which, that's a great third line. That's probably one of your better third lines. And then your fourth line's a heap of garbage currently, so. Not often. See, I, I... No, wait, no, because your second line is going, well, mm-hmm. okay. Maybe you make Michael Rasmus. No, because then your you're moving Ernie center. down. Well, maybe yeah. you make Michael Rasmus in your fourth line center, and your third line then is Fabry, Valeno, and Domestikov. True. And that's a great third line. Mm-hmm. And then your fourth line becomes Rasmussen and two randos. So. Plus, you got Mitchell Stevens, who eventually will be healthy, hopefully. And Jake Verona. Well, Verona's a second liner. So. Well, yeah. But you know, you know what I mean. Yeah, so there's options. There's there's things that could happen. I think Hurdle would Hurdle would be a good pickup. I off the top of my head couldn't tell you how old Thomas Hurdle is right now. Hold on, let me pull it up. I am on cap currently. <laughs> he is twenty eight. That's not bad. I mean, he just a, turned twenty eight in November. Okay, so by the time the next season starts, he'll still be twenty eight. You'd get twenty eight year old Hurdle. Maybe you give him a three year contract. See what happens, but he's gonna want something longer because he's reaching. He's hitting that point, prime age for. Uh, but that might end up contract. being 
a cheaper deal in mm. the grand scheme of things. Maybe. I don't know. He's kind of gotten real good. <clears throat> wow, he's got a modified no trade where it's a three-team trade list. Three? Three. Where does he want to go? <laughs> like, Don't know. It's basically, hey, this team's good. I want to go here. So he's in San Jose. Maybe his three-team uh, three list is Anaheim, uh, L.A., and Edmonton. He wants to stay on the West Coast. Could be. I wouldn't want to go to I mean, well, he's been in... It, I think he would be a hell of a guy to try to pry away at San Jose because he's been there his entire career. And who else do they have that's uh, going to replace him? Let's see. I mean, it's... They're struggling for picks right now, so... Yep. I mean, who do they got? Who's hurt? Logan Couture is non-roster right now. IR, they've got Kevin LeBanc. LeBanc? LeBanc, whatever. Rudolph Balsers? Rudolph's Balsers is 24, and he's on IR. Well, yeah, so they got him off waivers. I have a... uh, They've signed. got William Eklund in the in the waiting in the wing. I have a signed Rudolph Balser's uh, jersey card, rookie jersey card. That's the most random fucking thing you could have said. Yeah, it's also worth like two dollars. So. There you go. Uh, but yeah, they've got Logan Couture. Yeah, like you said, Logan Couture is on on um, non roster currently, and um, LeBanc That's is about it. LeBanc's on IR, and so is Balser. Nick Merkley, but he's taxi squad. He's twenty four, so probably not. And I don't know who Nikolai Nizov is, though. So. No. no. Um, so they, I mean, they kind of need yeah. kind of hurdle, right? They have, the team yeah. has. Because it's one thing, especially, well, it's especially because of the fact that, you know, they had a Vander Kane and he was set to make almost six mil a year through the 24 25 season. He was the other guy that they were going to lean heavily on. So they're, they're hurting. Listen, I think a Vander Kane is still going to come back, not to San Jose, obviously. He could. I mean, if he gets his shit together, sure. Sure. I mean, he needs all this a lot of legal to stuff to blow over. That's what he needs. Uh, I don't think that's going to blow over. Well, so the thing with him is Evander Kane, <laughs> I mean, he became, like, in the past few seasons, damn good. Like, yeah. real good. That's and why it's disappointing. Why you'd fuck that up makes no sense to me whatsoever. Well, someone wasn't, didn't hire a good investor. But it's... I think he'll come back. I, I really do. And maybe it's not next. Maybe he takes a season off. I mean, this I season is taking off. But Well, um, is he? didn't he actually report to uh, Bear The Miners. Did he, he did report, didn't he? Mm-hmm. Yep. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, so, I mean, in the, and they're still in the, the hobgoblin contracts of Eric Carlson and Brent Burns. So, and Vlasic, for that matter. Eric Carlson's still alive? He was flying around the other night. I mean, it, Eric Carlson, I remember, God, it was when Eric Carlson became a free agent. A couple years ago. And, and all the talk was Eric Carlson and his one ankle because he's mm-hmm. basically only got one ankle. And then it's like, oh, my God, everyone's in there. Eric Carlson sweepstakes. Everyone wants to get him. And now you barely hear about him. He's got 22 points in 28 games right now. That, I mean, that's, that's what he does. He's a good player. Yeah, but definitely improvement over. He's already matched his point total from last season. I think you being Eric Carlson and being kind of older because he's not old, old 31. Yeah, he's older Mm -hmm. in the league. 
you're getting overshadowed by guys like Kale McCarr, guys like Bowen Byram, even guys like Mo Sider, the younger defensemen. Yeah, Bowen, Bowen, whatever. Guys that are coming in, the younger defensemen are overshadowing someone like Eric Carlson. Well, he's also still kind of overshadowed more or less by Brent Burns. Well, yeah, but Brent Burns is, I mean, a a very, Brent Burns is an offensive defenseman. You rely on Brent Burns. Figuratively and literally. Yeah, to score goals. That's what you rely on Brent Burns to do. And honestly, I. What's he doing right now? Brent Burns is decent at defense. He's got 20 points in 34 games. He's decent at defense. Yes, because he's big. He's big. So I'm like, well, maybe you give him the Jonathan Erickson eventually and move Brent Burns to forward. But Mm -hmm. Brent Burns is too big. Uh, and Brent Burns is also how old's Brent Burns? Uh, thirty-four. Older. Brent no, Burns, I'm sorry, thirty-six. Vlasic is thirty-four. Okay. Brent Burns is thirty-six years old, and he's so, still signed for three more years after this. And after that, and he'll be he'll retire. be he'll be thirty-seven in March. So he'll be forty then when that contract oh, yeah. comes up. Yeah. So will so Vlasic and Carlson. <laughs> Is signed until 2627, and he's 31 now. So, well, welcome to the San Jose Sharks podcast. Um, yeah. we're, just, we're discovering <laughs> sharks. everything about sharks. the sharks. The sharks, we're discovering. I didn't know all. they had James Reimer until last night. <laughs> they didn't know they had James Reimer until last I don't night think, either. I don't think he, he knew that he was there either. <laughs> he's like, wait, I play for the sharks now. <laughs> So before we move on to our next subject, uh, we need to read our sponsored message from DraftKings. The NFL playoffs are here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is kicking things off with a huge offer. Counting down to Super Bowl 56, new customers can get 56 to 1 odds on any wildcard team to win their game. Bet just $5 and win 280 in free bets if your team is victorious. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you still have something to play for this wildcard weekend. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Football Contests. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, use promo code THPN, and get 56 to 1 odds on any NFL team. Bet just $5 and win 280 in free bets if your team wins. That's promo code THPN this wildcard weekend at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, Pennsylvania only, new customers only, minimum $5 deposit, $1 wager required, one per customer, restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. So... The other, the other main point that I kind of wanted to talk about tonight is the glaring omission from the Red Wings roster, which Philip Zadina was scratched last night, and I really don't like it. Um, again, I Philip Zadina has not found his offense this season, but he's nope. been doing almost everything else right. Sure, and but I just. Benching him and still playing someone like a Rowney. Giovanni Smith. Giovanni Smith, oh, whatever. He needs some games eventually. But you played Carter Rowney, like, mm. who brings almost absolutely nothing to your team. He did get an assist, uh, but I don't... He's actually I, a decent assist. Sure. But Zadina could have got that assist. Easy. But you're not he playing Zadina. Though. You're not playing Zadina like that. I don't think for a guy that you want, and I get every once in a while, bench him, put him in the press box, let him see the game from up high, give him a cool down, let him know what they need to do. Fine. He hasn't scored in 10 games. You did that to Anthony Mantha. 
But Anthony Mantha became a completely one-dimensional player. And that's yep. not what Smith or that's not what Zadina is. Zadina's not a one-dimensional player. No, but he's there to score goals. Sure, but wasn't it also a conversation that he was also told to play his two-way game? Yeah, he was. To play defensively? But, but Did that, that stop? No. But he's not being paid to play defense. What's he being paid, Ryan? To score goals. No, what is he being paid? What well, is his salary currently? $894,000. Yeah, well, he's you're, not about to earn a big payday. That's for damn sure. You're paying him nothing right now. Okay. And well, maybe he's it's still good there that he's not scoring. He's going to be up. cheap. Oh, I get Sure. And I get that he's 22 years old. Yeah. He just turned it. But yes. the point. He's played under 150 the reason, NHL games. The reason he was picked up was to score. And right sure. now, he's struggling to do that. I don't have sure. a problem with him being scratched. Do I, I think that he's still an impact player, to your point? Absolutely. But to have him sit out when he hasn't had a goal since the Boston game, way back, not just recent. This is the Boston game. Uh, and he hasn't scored since November 30th. He's had two assists since that point. Our next game is tomorrow, probably when this will go up. And if he's so, benched again, then there's an issue. He could be. He could. Uh, not necessarily. I mean, they did just score six goals with him out of lineup. They didn't. See, that's the other thing people are throwing around. They're like, whoa, it looks like they did fine. They didn't score six goals because he was out of the lineup. No, but I'm saying, but they finally did have extra scoring taking place. That it, And the him person being that came in to replace him got a game misconduct. Yep, sure did. So, like, you played a guy down anyways. <laughs> Zadina would have taken a game misconduct. Well, yeah, I mean, granted, Zadina's it was a averaging, bullshit game misconduct, but I mean, it doesn't help either that Zadina's ice time has been kind of shit. He's been, like the game, been playing him on the third line. Yeah, he's had one game over his last. Oh man, I gotta go back a ways. Yeah. Uh, he was averaging 17 minutes a night, 16, 17, actually, probably about 16 ish a night through the first 11 games. Then it started to drop off. He's had over 16 minutes. Once, oh, what the hell? Once, twice, three times since November 4th. And that's, I mean, Philip Zadina, if you want him to score goals, you need to put him with playmakers. I still, I still think that he should be up on the top line or second line. Oh, sure. Absolutely. And, what I mean by that is I, the chemistry that him, Larkin, and Raymond had was fantastic. Yep. Now, I get it. Bert with, that, with Larkin and Raymond has been beautiful. It's been a, sure. a sight to see mm-hmm. and has been great. But you can put Bert with somebody else, and he's going to do the same shit. And Suter's coming on now. So you can put mm-hmm. Bert with Suter and Fabry, and I think it yep. would be fine. Because, yep. again, Bert brings the element of dirty play in the corners going to get the puck, mm-hmm. stuff like that. But again, you lose that on your top line because Raymond's not doing that. Larkin no. might, but you need him up front. Zadina does it, though. Zadina he's, is he's good at going to the corners and getting pucks. True. So but I think that's also been kind of one of his Achilles heels, the Achilles heels, um, is that sometimes, because of his aggressiveness, he's been losing the puck too easily. Okay. 
He's uh, to me, it's too, it's like the, the old then thing put, of then put him up too, back on the second line. He, he's been being too heavy on his stick, I guess you could say. Where gripping, he's gripping the stick too tightly. Yeah, it's the the old phrase, if you will, that he's doing something like because when he goes to make those plays after making a great play on the boards, for instance, he's either whiffing or he goes to make a move or a deke. He's he's doing a Tatar two point right now. Well, you when know Tatar he's was frustrated, younger. right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know he's frustrated because he maybe knows that's he maybe that's why he's got he had the game off because let him go recharge, reset, watch the game from up on high, see what's going on, come back in, get your shit done, go score a goal. Okay, Ryan, now trade Philip Zadina. Trade deadline's Ew. coming up. They announced today that the deadline date is not changing. Oh, it will still not be uh, in March. Oh, you said it was not changing? No, it's not changing. They said that Ooh. the date is not changing, even with all the stuff that's gone on and all the delays and everything. They're mm-hmm. keeping the trade deadline date the same. You have to mm. trade Philip Zadina. Who are you trading him for? I'm going for Chitrin. Okay. okay. Chitrin was also uh, my guess. We were kind of talking about that beforehand. and uh, it's. Do I want to trade Zadina? No. Do I think he's off limits? Also no. Would he be able to bring in a guy like Chitrin or however you say his name? Chitrin. Jakob Chitrin from never. the Arizona Coyotes. The guy that the Red Wings should have fucking picked, but instead they traded off Datsuk's contract. They needed to trade Danny. Datsuk's contract. Don't care. They could have still picked him. <sighs> Anyways, but uh, no, I would go for it. Apparently there's issues there. They're not, Arizona's not necessarily hurting for defense over the next several years, uh, but they will need offensive scoring. Yep. And you got guys like Hot Dog. All American Phil Kessel. He's not, he's in the final year of his deal. He's not getting any younger. He's how old was he? I had it pulled up. I pulled off. He's not getting any younger and he's not getting any lighter. <laughs> no, he's th- he's 34. You got Louis Erickson, 36. Andrew Ladd is 36. I forgot he even existed. So they're they're gonna need a winger. because they've got Strawman, Gastis Bear, uh Labushkin. They're set on defense. I, I shouldn't say set, but they've got guys there and they've got young guys there that they don't have to worry about really overextending themselves in terms of pay, pain. So you bring in, I mean, most majority of their contracts are expiring. They're, they're in Detroit's boat right now with their contract situation, and it's great for them. Mm-hmm. But you could bring in Zadina, trade Chitrin away. It might Chitrin. cost us a couple picks. I'm going to keep saying that. I don't care. <laughs> he come, if he comes here, then I'll get it right. Um, You'll have to get a jersey. Ooh, that's not a bad idea. Anyways, uh, but he's 23 years old. Zadina, again, 22. Yep. And I don't think what you've got a, going it, for you is Chikrin has had two knee surgeries already at 23 yeah. years old. What's he on IR for right now? Uh, I don't know. He's on IR right now? Yep. But it Ooh. says. Hold on, let's see. Yeah, I don't know what he's on IR right now for. It'll say uh, Chikrin is out upper body. Okay, that could be anything. It just said uh, date of injury was December 11th. Huh. Um, so my idea was the same. Ship, if you had to trade Philip Zadina, you could trade him to the Arizona Coyotes. Zadina, a couple picks, might get it done. Um, Arizona has, what was it, eight one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight picks in the first mm-hmm. two rounds of this coming draft, which is a lot. Like, that's a lot of picks. 
And they need him because they fucked themselves the past two seasons with the draft. So what's what's the price tag on him right now, though? That's what I'm curious about. Because I'm seeing it's they're asking. Thought like, I put it Jack, earlier was way too high. From what I saw on a tweet, it was like Jack Eichel level. <laughs> yeah, it's not going to happen. Which is absolutely ridiculous. There's the injury worry about him. There's the knee mm-hmm. replacement worry, or there's the knee surgery worry about him. And uh, again, because he's so young, I mean, you come back from injuries generally easier when you're young, but to have that knee surgery twice, I think it was on each knee, once on each knee. The Yahoo Sports, they're saying, this is a hypothetical with Boston, but not even taking into account that the the guy is always hurt. Um, They're saying a top prospect NHL player plus a first and second round draft pick. Absolutely not. No one's going to do that. Absolutely no one's going to trade you that. No, no way. Detroit doesn't. Eiserman wouldn't do that. That's for no. sure. Eiserman would hang up the phone instantly. That makes no sense. He'd try to pull it one for one. Okay. It'd be fantastic. It would be fantastic. Um, but it's, again, it's not going to happen because it doesn't make no. any sense to do that. Um, it would it be great, sure, because then you shore up the defense even more, because he's signed for three more years after this one at right four and a half mil. Is he right D? He's lefty, uh, and that's what we he's need. He's left. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, uh, DeKaiser's going out. Mark Stahl, Nick Luddy, all guys expiring. So, and you go significantly younger and skilled. Absolutely. Yeah. So that I, think I would, would that. be that would be the thing I would do. Um, if you had to move Zadina, I don't want him. What other Zadina. capital would you throw in with that, though? If it was Zadina, who else would you put in with that trade? Give him a second, a second round pick because I, you've got extra there, I guess. And mm-hmm. you've got with well, the Washington, you've got the Washington second round pick. So give him Zadina a second. And if you have to throw in a prospect, I don't know, in someone like a Robert Master Simone, I. At that point, it's kind of hard because our forward prospect pipeline is not super stacked with people. Right. You got to think it almost have to be a defense defense at that point. Yeah. So, like, do you trade a Jared McIsaac? Maybe. Do you trade like a William Wallander? Good. Good look at the guys overseas. Mm -hmm. So, that's the kind of the difficult part there. I could see Zadina in a second. And if you throw in a prospect, throw in a prospect, and that might get it done. I mean, Iserman's a wizard, so that's kind of besides the point. I mean, they but, do have some guys that are overseas. Like, I mean, you don't, I think any centers would be off limits. You're not seeing a Nieder, a Niederbach getting traded, but I mean, shit, you could see Soda Bloom's not going to go anywhere. Yeah, I wouldn't think so. Yeah, I would, I would have to say if you're trading Zadina, you end up throwing maybe a defenseman in there, maybe a Gustav Berglund or something like that. Yeah, I don't think they do it, though. Berglund hasn't been great. And I'm, I know, not, I'm just throwing random names out there of who we hadn't thought about. But You trade an Albert Johansson. Good. Maybe. But I think someone like a Wallander who, if you think Wallander's going to come on, maybe you can, you can trade a Johansson. Mm. So that's, that's kind of where you'd have to go with it. Uh, the other kind of trade thing I wanted to bring up, Tonight was, it looks like Edmonton may need a goalie. Um, You know, Mike Smith's a million and a half years old and Koskinen sucks. 
So Oskinen uh, had a fantastic clapback today. What, that I'm not that bad? Is that what he said? No, it's uh, in six of those or seven starts or something oh, like that. Oh, he said, I can't score a goal. Yeah, it's like, I can't, I've only had one or two goals of help. Like, I can't go out and score goals. I'm like, oh, you're not trying shit. hard enough. Yeah. <laughs> Alex, the empty netters, like, buddy. But at, if they yeah. need to offload Koskinen, he's got a big contract. They gave him a, a bigger but it's contract. It's only for this year. Sure. But they gave him, didn't they give him that contract with like only one year of NHL experience? Yeah. Yeah. That was the dumbest thing ever. But Ken Holland's the Ken Holland special. Uh, So, I mean, do you, do they look at someone like a Thomas Grice who's been off and on and didn't look extremely terrible recently and maybe Uh, take Koskinen in a pick and get rid of Grice? And because I mean, Ned's your clear starter right now. Right. And you wouldn't, I mean, it's, you're not forcing Edmonton at that point to retain any salary. No, you're take you're doing them a favor by taking. And they, the and they do contract. have draft picks to make or to give out, but it's not, it's only their picks that they have available. So again, the Ken Holland special. Ken Holland has no, no problem. Cap. He has no problem getting rid of draft picks. So, I mean, you need, you need some kind of help. And I think Grice is an upgrade over Koskinen easily. So could you? Oh, he could, yeah, get, he should be. If you put Thomas Grice in front of a defense and a team that, or in front of a team that can actually play some defense, which that can be questionable some nights with it, how Edmonton's been playing. But you give him a better offensively skilled team, I think he would perform. I mean, we saw with the Islanders what he could do there. Yep. Now, now this year he's been kind of like Jimmy Howard 2.0, but. End, end of career, Jimmy Howard. I'm sorry. What I would ask for is the second round pick that the Oilers have. Now, it says it's a conditional pick mm-hmm. uh, from a trade on July 12, 2021. The conditions are if the Oilers make it to the 2022 Stanley Cup Finals. Okay, the conditions aren't going to be met. Um, and Keith is Keith top, is top four, four in playoff, in playoff time, time on ice during the first three rounds. The pick upgrades to a 2022 second round Um. So that was the third. It must have been the third round that was traded. And if yeah, the, the conditions are met, go, it moves to a second. second. Yeah. Conditions aren't going to be met. Can you trade, even though there are conditions on that pick, can you trade that pick? I don't know. That's actually a really good question. I don't know either because you can't tie up both those. Pick. I mean, you technically traded the third that moves to a second. So could you say... Uh, we're going to trade you Koskinen in a second, but if that second, if the conditions are met for the third round pick, we'll give you the third and the fifth. That's, I guess that's a good question because that doesn't, I mean, to me, I'm like, I don't, I don't know how that works. I would say that you probably can't trade the pick if there's a condition on it, which sucks because you're going to need to trade a pick in order to get a better goalie. Yeah, I don't know. Unless you got a center we can have, and I don't think you do. So mm-hmm. Dylan Holloway, non-roster. They've got Raphael Lavoie. Okay, that's a 21-year-old in the minors, center slash winger. Maybe you can get a good young center prospect for Grice. Yeah, in lieu of a second rounder or something like that. Yeah, because, I mean, you're not. Or, Cooper Marodi is another one, but he's older. I mean, you if you can get something, maybe Lavoy in a late pick, they're good, they're trading from a point of weakness. They need a goalie. Mm. No, totally. That's a, so I, 
if they can't trade that, that might be what hamstrings them is they may not be able to trade that pick that has a condition on it. Right. We just have to come down. It comes down to what does Iserman see as potential value there? Because, you know, if anything, he'll want to restock the cabinets or continue to stock the cabinets, if you will. Yep. And if they're more NHL ready, or I should say maybe even AHL ready, because we know that that's kind of the path that a lot of these guys are going to start going down. Then that would be ideal because we don't need people unless he's going to be making some wild trades here at the deadline in terms of actual skaters. Yep. Um, you just need somebody to come in and be like, all right, in a year or two, you can be pushing for this roster, but I don't even know if that necessarily matters. Yeah, I would say probably not. I'd say right now, Iserman is still in the position to where he wants picks. I think this off season, he will make some moves because they should be in the playoffs next season. And, yeah. uh, but this is a kind of move where you would, you're going to probably get picks because adding Koskinen to your roster is not going to help you next season um, at mm-hmm. all. He'll be your backup, if anything, um, behind Ned. And then we'll see how Kosa goes. Uh, but I still think Kosa's three years out at least from Grand Rapids, or two, to two years out at least from Grand Rapids, because he has to, I believe, has to play next season again in the juniors because he doesn't hit the age oh. requirement. I thought they changed that, though. I wish they would change anything because the rules are fucking stupid. The CHL rules are dumb. They make no sense. No, these guys are good enough. They should be able to go. Any guy that gets drafted and is 18 years old should instantly be able to play in the AHL. Instantly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You should be able to go to the AHL or the NHL. You know how much better that would make the AHL product? That would be fantastic. You could, and you would drive, you would put butts in seats with stuff like that. Exactly. Top prospect playing in the AHL. You've got a um, a fifth overall pick, sixth overall pick going to the AHL. Instead, he's got to mm-hmm. spend another year in juniors because he didn't meet the four-year requirement and he's not 20. Yeah. That, and I get what they're trying to do. They're trying to make some money too. But those guys aren't driving attendance there. People are going to those games because it's their local team and they love hockey. Absolutely. They go and to the game gives, if it's dog shit. Doesn't matter. And then we get some more from Jen and Brandon on the reviews of how these guys are doing out there. The the more experience, the more high level experience they can get faster. I think the better hockey players they'll become. Oh, kind of like Mo Sider and Simon Evanson. Right, and that's why I think a lot of people are are if you draft from overseas, you can leave those guys over there and mm-hmm. just let them go. And, yeah. and I mean, we're seeing that right now with Niederbox, uh, Soderblom, Edvinson, yep. Wallander, yep. all these guys. I shouldn't say all of them, but a majority of our, like the Swedes, for instance, are fucking killing it. I think it's an advantage. I think it's a total yeah. advantage. Oh. And it because doesn't like, make- like you said, they're coming over here and they don't have to worry about sitting out. I mean, and granted, we let Bergeron get ripe and now he's over here wreaking havoc. It's fantastic. Yep. But they are, I mean, because they still need to have that transitional period. Yeah, they need to get used to North American ice. But I mean, it to me, not even necessarily. If you're playing in the OHL, if you're playing in the the, the Q, if you're playing in the WHL, mm-hmm. to have to stay there that extra time, that's and even if it's only like two seasons, that's killer. That's the Michael mm-hmm. Rasmussen issue you run into, where yeah. you're too good. You're learning nothing from junior. 
You if you go the over there and just destroy Junior, you're not developing because no, you're going to get more bad habits more likely than anything. That's, I think that's what we saw with Corona Clash. We saw that with sure. Corona last year or the year before that. Yeah. So you're too Nicosa, good for the game. Nicosa, in the COVID season. And, and that, I think that hurts more than helps. So I think they just re-upped the CHL agreement. Honestly. Yeah, I thought it, I thought it changed, but I, I think they renewed it, which is terrible. It needs to be changed. But that's, and that's even more to the issue of, well, now I'm trading for a second round pick. And if it's someone I draft from a Canadian league and I'm trying to win now, I can't use, or I'm trying to win the next couple of years. I don't want to use a pick on someone like that because it's, they're going to, they're forced to stay in juniors and maybe I have to Michael Rasmussen them. And I think that hurt Rasmussen's development. I, I would agree. If you could have put him in the AHL, great. But to force him right onto the NHL roster for a year and then move him back to Grand Rapids and then move him back up, I think it messed up. Yeah. So well, apparently the the agreement is up for negotiation again. This is from an article back in March. I think they renewed it for a year because of the did. COVID season. Yes. So it could change. I hope it does. So that's something we're going to have to keep an eye on. I, I don't know if there's something more s- recent. I'm looking at dates, and the closest one I've got is was that March one or May, one of the two. Yeah, I don't know if there's anything more recent either, but it, it needs to change. The age requirement and the years requirement needs to be dropped. You're going to get play. The CHL is going to get players regardless. Yeah, I mean, there's, if anything, fuck, just make have the freaking NHL team. You buy out the contract and then give the team money, almost like a a soccer transfer window type deal. Sure. You know what I mean? Great. Yeah. We'll, we'll give your team. What's this player worth to you? Okay. We'll give mm-hmm. you $200,000 or whatever. And we'll buy yeah, not even that. Contract. Just whatever they're paying for his contract. Nothing. Like nothing. No, I mean, whatever the CHL team is paying him. That's what the NHL team has to pay him. I don't so, think boom, they done. get paid. Ryan. That's I did. Don't believe those junior players are paid. I think they get free college. Um, but I don't believe they are paid because they're minors still. Right. I'm pretty sure their their billet family or whoever they're with is paid to house them. But I don't think they actually get a salary. Oh, it's a class action lawsuit. They want to be paid, <laughs> right? Yeah, sure do. So it, uh, CHL players do not claim wages under a contract of employment, nope. but rather pursuant to employment standards leg- legislation. Yeah. So they're not paying. Thus, Ryan. the players meet the definition of employee based on province's employment standard laws, but they aren't actually paid. Neither does. Okay. OHL doesn't either. Oh, no. They're given a weekly stipend. Mm-hmm. They get food. That benefit from scholarships, equipment, and exposure yep. to scouts. Yeah. So, they, oh my God. Yeah. They get their equipment, they get their food, money, and they get, um, I think Costa said on a recent interview, they basically get free college to any college in Canada they want to go to um, when they play in the CHL, but they don't actually make an income. Yeah, it's considered, it's characterizing as an expense allowance. You're an intern, basically. <laughs> oh, You're an unpaid intern. Wow, I totally benefits. forgot about that. Yep. Dane. Yeah. 
Yeah, fuck that. Let these guys. Yeah, play give them like a hundred thousand dollars and buy them out from their whatever they're making you and move on. Like, let them mm-hmm. play hockey in the AHL. Yeah, that's a class action lawsuit that was go back. That was from May of twenty. It was in the hockey news. I don't know. So I don't know if anything came of that. Nah, probably not. Or not if it's yet. still going on. Shit gets tied up. Minimum wage forever. lawsuit against the CHL that's been playing out since 2014. Oh, it was settled last year. I'm sorry. A thirty million dollars. A $30 million settlement. Any current and future players are exempt from benefiting from the settlement. Brutal. So the previous players get money. Here's the, here's the here's the headline from the hockey news. Former players made a point in CHL wage lawsuit, but junior hockey dodged a major bullet. So they don't have to pay current players. Wow. Mm-mm. But they have to pay former players because of the way contracts were done. Yep, thirty six hundred so players in the lawsuit that That's have uh, so dumb. Pay the guys, pay them, or let them go to the AHL, and that'll probably be the discussion that that'll come up. Um, but I think as we're going to wrap it for tonight, Ryan, I'm going to get your final thoughts before we sign off. Uh, final thoughts. Yep, that's what I got. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't got anything too crazy. I mean, it's. The season's playing out, I think, kind of as we expected at this point. I mean, probably better than we expected at this point, and we kind of touched on that before. Um, needs to, we need to, need some more points from Raymond and Cider because Zagris is currently out, so we need to capitalize on that. Uh, Raymond had an assist, didn't he? In the they, they both had one assist game. each last night. We need some yep. goals, though. So, but no, those the guys that we're hoping to be playing well are playing well, with the exception of Zadina scoring goals. Which we can debate forever, basically. I don't but wanna. it's uh no, it's it's still fun hockey for the most part, and f- there's butts and seats, and there's conversations going on. So there's still it's it's stirring still around hockey town, and it's good to see. So yep. On that note, I will leave it. R D Ryan, thirty three. My final thoughts are going to be California road trips suck because I hate having to stay up late to watch hockey. God, I can't. I. Can't don't do it. miss it whatsoever. Um, mm-hmm. But again, we've got the Ducks, the Kings, and the Sharks. All that in a sucks because I love watching Ducks games. Well, Zagris is out, so well, still. Um, but I mean, we think if we can, if we beat the Sharks like that, uh, they're vulnerable. We can beat them again. The Ducks have been good, and the Kings have been meh. So I mean, if we can take two of the three on the road, mm-hmm. especially with how terrible we've been on the road. I'll take it. That'll be a win in my book. You can follow me online at Bringing the Wing. Follow the Grindline podcast online at Grindline Pod. You can find our podcasts wherever there are podcasts. We like to thank the Hockey Podcast Network for hosting us and spreading us around all over the internet. We also like to give a shout out to Vintage Detroit. If you have any Detroit jersey needs, they are the place to go for it. They're the best in the business. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You really can't get any better. Uh, we also like to give a shout out to Howie's Hockey Tape, where if you use a promo code Grindline, you get 10% off your order. And to bring hockey back, where if you use that same promo code, you get 12% off. Uh, we also like to shout out our merch shop. If you go to redbubble.com and search the Grindline, you will find our design that you can put on a ton of stuff, from shirts to mugs to aprons and a bunch of weird shit. Uh, stickers, you get the designs on anything, and I think they're pretty clever because I made them. So uh, go there and check out that stuff. Uh, pick up a shirt. hit for Christmas. I yeah. will say. Yeah, they did well. Um, yeah. But that's going to do it for us tonight. So for Ryan, uh, I am Greg. You stay classy, Hockey Town. Boom.